Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, so uh, welcome to the show. Next hour, if you missed the exclusive interview with Donald Trump, normally he gives uh, interviewers 10, 15 minutes. He gave me more than a half hour. He's a big fan of the uh, TV show, and I found out, big fan of the radio show. What? I know, I know. It's kind of crazy, kind of crazy. So that is coming up. I I saw this morning Lauren Boebert is saying that the the cocaine was found in locker number 50. So apparently it was in a locker in uh, this uh, private area of the White House. And they say, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Hold on. The key is missing. I know, I know. The key is missing. And the Secret Service says they have no clue. So locker number 50 uh, and the key is missing. So what I would do, and you know, maybe it's because I watched so much Scooby-Doo when I was a child, uh, I would immediately, uh, first of all, have the mystery me- machine run out of gas in front of the White House. Okay, that, that would be run out of gas and you go up and you get in. The creepy old guy at the door, you know, oh, my God, Dr. Hyde White. No, it's, it's Joe Biden. Anyway, that's what I'd do. And then I'd bring the gang in and we'd look for the key. That's what I, maybe who has the key. That, the key could be the key. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. At the very end, we could, uh, you know, tear Joe Biden's mask off and reveal uh, the Crypt Keeper. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I would do. It's just, it, honestly, it's, it's, uh, absurd. it's absurd on the face of it. But, uh, you know, this is what we have to deal with. So yesterday at Capitol Hill, we spent a lot of time on Chris Ray being uh, uh, torched by uh, Republicans and uh, glad-handed by Democrats. Uh, the Democrats got no play because everybody knows the Biden family are incredibly corrupt, and the FBI is uh, is a political organization. I think it's fairly clear when you've got 66% of Americans saying, oh, yeah, the FBI is uh, going after Donald Trump for political reasons. And then you see other, other uh, you know, uh, polls, 70% of people don't trust the FBI anymore. And that's what, uh, you know, he was up there yesterday like he's going to fix anything by not answering anything. And one of the things that... Um, Jim Jordan went after him with was uh, uh, over a leaked memo from the agency that detailed plans to in, uh, to investigate radical traditionalist Catholics. He argued the scheme was entirely motivated by politics, and it was, by the way. And it was, because they're finding groups of people to go after who have conservative leanings on certain issues. And you're going to hear that during the testimony or the questioning by, by uh, Jim Jordan. You're going to hear the... It's not about being Catholic. It's about the belief system 
and what would drive them to the ballot box because they're doing the same thing to CRT parents. They're doing the same thing to trying to with regard to gun owners. Uh, you know, this is what they're going after. And they're, they're going after voting blocks. That's their deal. It is very, very Stalinistic, and uh, the reason is purely, purely political to cast dispersions on certain groups as radical. It's going to be kind of hard to do because there are 60 million Catholics. I just happen to be one of them. And uh, we're not going to take this crap, to be quite honest. Not going to take it at all. Here is uh, Jim Jordan um, talking to Chris Ray about targeting of Catholics. Of course, Chris Ray, he didn't want to, you know, this isn't national. This isn't, you know, the CRT parents thing and everything. It's nothing like that. It's, this was just the field office in Richmond. I would venture to say it was the FBI dipping its toes into the possibility of a nationwide, uh, uh, a nationwide, uh, malignment of the Catholic community. You know what the motivation for this was? Why, why would they even think about doing this? You know what the motivation was? Well, again, I think that's what our internal review will find, and I'd rather wait until I hear what the results of that internal review Well, I don't need an are. internal review. I can read the document. I assume you can do the same, because it says right there on the same page, Richmond assesses extremist interest in radical traditional Catholics is like to likely to increase. And Richmond is like 100 miles from D.C., so there's no way they could com com communicate with each other. No. The next 12 to 24 months in the run up to the next general election. Oh. Same paragraph. Oh. Events in which extremists and radical traditional Catholics might have common cause include legislation, judicial decisions. Now listen to this. This isn't about Catholics. This is about a voting block and their political beliefs. In such areas as abortion rights, Boom. immigration, Boom. affirmative action, Boom. and LGBTQ protections. Boom. It's politics. That's the motivation. Boom. It's obvious. Here is, uh, of course, Chris Ray. Deny, deny, deny. This is what he does. Provide new opportunities to mitigate extremist threat through outreach to traditional Catholic parishes and the development of sources with the placement and access to report on places of worship. That's pretty fancy language for they're trying to put informants in the parish, in the church. Priests should be informants inside the church, Director? We do not recruit, open, or operate confidential human sources to infiltrate, target, report. But that's not, uh, what, religious this, that's not organizations. what this said. It sounds like you were trying to do it in no, Richmond, Virginia. No, sir. No, sir. No, you sir. weren't? This, this didn't happen? You can assure us that this that, didn't happen? That product did not, to as best as we can tell, result in any investigative action as a result of it. No. None. I want you to listen to that because he calls investigations products. I think that's telling because I have heard that agents are rewarded financially for suspects, for successful uh, indictments of people. So it makes me kind of wonder when he calls it a product, he calls an investigator, he calls a whatever a product going after Catholics is called a product what the hell here is a little bit more uh from uh, jim jordan and chris ray in the run-up to the next election and they talk about the border affirmative action and 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 abortion rights yep it's total politics i mean i think it's interesting that affirmative we just got a decision from a bunch of catholics who sit on the united states supreme court relative to affirmative action politics was the total motivation here and that's what's scary that's what's i think so frightening and why we why we how this happens, I don't know. And five people signed off on it. Five people, including the chief division counsel at the Richmond field office. 
I'd like to talk to this lawyer. A lot of people in this room went to law school, get a, con a course on the Constitution, talks about the First Amendment. I find that really scary. It's just amazing how little the head of the FBI knows. We've got a little bit more on this. We'll get to Allen and Dundalk in one second. I do uh, want to mention something. If you get a chance to stop what you're doing and, and write down this number, okay, because it's very important, 800-289-2646. Uh, that is uh, Swiss America. Swiss America deals in precious metals. They are a trusted leader in precious metals for 40 years. And right now, silver is in very high demand. You know this. It's in everything you use, for crying out loud. Military, solar, tech, all of these things. And right now, to get started, Swiss America is offering a beautiful U.S. silver walking liberty half dollar at the amazing low price of just $13.50. Now, I've got a bunch of them. i got one right here. I'll show it to you on camera if you want to see it. And I just got some more in the mail yesterday. Limit 250 for uh, per customer while supplies last. And if you want to reserve your silver coins, they are quite lovely, 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Isn't it nice to have an investment in your hands in case things go south, whether that be silver, whether that be gold. i got some gold, too. The Silver Walking Liberty Half Dollar for just $13.50 each delivered to your door, but only while supplies last. Anybody can afford this. $13.50 a piece. Help protect your assets today. Call or text this number, 800-289-2646. Text my name, Rob Carson, or mention my name, Rob Carson, to get this great deal. 800-289-2646, or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Let's go to Allen and Dundalk. Wants to talk about Chris Ray. Or no, no, Tony in Baltimore. Sorry about that. Tony in Baltimore, welcome to the show. Hello. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I hope I'm not asking a stupid question, but do yes. you know how long it's been since they ever used a lie detector? Well, I remember that I used a lie detector working at a convenience store in uh, 1983. The, the company I worked for made me take one. As far as the last time that was one was <laughs> needed, they're not they're not reliable, but they're not terribly reliable. Oh, well, I don't know I if they're terribly reliable. Well, I often wonder because you hear the word lie said so many times, and, and yeah. But what did they do? What did uh, Jerry Springer and Mari Povich buy up all the lie detectors, or what? <laughs> you know, but, no, Tony. You know what? You know. You know. You know what the, the great guy raises his hand and he swears to God he's going to tell yeah. the truth and stands there and lies. Yeah, well, the biggest lie detector in the world is uh, is us, Tony, and it's fairly obvious that we recognize we're being played. So I would venture to say that America is a lie detector right now, and uh, and our deep state government is the liar. Well, I always <laughs> thought they were they were good, because I, I knew some people that before they could even get the job that they were trying to get, they had to go through a, a lie detector test. And I know, I know, Tony. There's, there is a vetting process. I think the vetting process for the FBI is, do you hate Trump and his followers and would let you like to see them go to prison? <laughs> yeah. I do appreciate your phone call, Tony. Let's go to Allen in Dundalk, Maryland. Hello, Allen. What's going on, my friend? Hello, Rob. How are you? I'm glorious. Happy Thursday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy Thursday. Yes. I want to help you out a little bit, and this is something that your listeners really need to hear. Okay. Your hair forms growth bands, and those growth bands become a timeline of your life. Drugs that you take exist in the hair forever. Mm -hmm. wow. Now, here's, here's the cautionary tale. Do you remember a person by the name of Napoleon Bonaparte? 
Uh, no, I the ring not ringing a bell. Not. <laughs> Never made it quick. When he what? was exiled to Malta, yes, he was exiled to Malta by the King of France as one instruction: kill him. Yes. So he was placed in the hands of the monks on the Isle of Malta, and what they did, they couldn't kill him with a sword or bleeding or any kind of indications that uh-huh. murder occurred. Mm-hmm. So the weapon of choice was arsenic. Yep. Now here's the cautionary tale. After his death, after his death, to prevent anyone from worshiping his grave, they vivisected him and sent parts of Napoleon to all of the churches in Europe. Gotcha. To prevent any worship of his grave. Some of his hair in the 90s was captured by some chemists who found out that the rumor was he was killed with arsenic. Guess what was present in the bands of his hair in the ding. 1990s? Ding, ding, ding. Of course, arsenic. Arsenic. Yeah. So yep, yep. when I tell you this, this also comes from a nurse that uh, I met when I was interviewing with the MTA. I said, well, if I, if I shaved my head bald, could you tell I was on drugs? She said, honey... I'm a nurse. I can get hair from anywhere I want. Hello. Stood <laughs> <laughs> me straight up. Maybe this is why Joe Biden did plugs. I have no idea. I, <laughs> well, that's that's fascinating. Your listeners need to hear this because if they think that drugs exists in your system for a very short period of time, they are dead wrong. All right, all right, and Alan. I appreciate applying for any kind of security job. They'll get hurt by it. Yeah, here, here I'll, I'll give a, ba- a, a dad joke at the end here. You know how they got the uh, arsenic in Na- Napoleon's body? They put it in his oh, Malta no. meal. They put it in his Malta oh. meal. All right, whatever. Jeez, Louis. Not even worth it. Not even worth it. All right. Alan, yeah, thank you. I'll be here all week, hopefully, anyway. It's only one more day. Thank God for you. All right, let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Time to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's the Rob Carson Show. Richmond assesses extremist interest in radical traditional Catholics is likely to increase over the next 12 to 24 months in the run-up to the next general election. Interesting. Same paragraph. Events in which extremists and radical traditional Catholics might have common cause include legislation, judicial decisions in such areas as abortion rights, immigration, affirmative action, and LGBTQ protections. It's politics. That's the motivation. It's 1,000% politics. It's painfully, painfully obvious that it is politics. It is painfully uh, obvious that the federal government is attempting to uh, uh, demonize half of the population. This is what they do in in uh, dictatorships where one party is control. This is what they do. They wreck the opposition. They jail them. They surveil them. They go after their bank accounts. I can go on and on and on. And if you don't believe me, I want you to listen to the President of the United States last year. He commandeered one of the most sacred places as far as American history is concerned, and that would be independent Bennett's Hall in Philadelphia. He bathed it in blood red. He put two Marines on either side of him to send a very powerful message that if you are a conservative, you are in deep doo-doo. 
The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. We just have to vote, vote, vote. That was a, uh, a gigantic moment in American history that a president would do such a thing that he would incorporate communist red and call half of the country mega fascists and enemies of democracy those are war words those are, he have you heard him say anything really about our nation's enemies has he ever said anything that about that like that about china those are war words and if you think that a war hasn't been declared on half the country then your head is in the sand your head is in the sand now, you may uh, recall I brought up this, uh, this name, Gal Luft. Gal Luft worked with the Chinese energy company that uh, Hunter Biden was getting money from. Gal Luft, uh, he, uh, he came out last week, uh, literally four years after he met with FBI agents to say, hey, uh, before the election, I wanted you to know Joe Biden might be compromised. And so they said, okay, cool, we'll be back with you. Never call them again. Same thing happened with Tony Bobolinsky. Same thing happened with the guy who owns the laptop store in Delaware. Oh, we'll call you. We'll never call you. Then Gal Luft releases a 14-minute video last week where he says what what he did with Hunter Biden. And all of a sudden, the FBI brings charges against him that are nonsensical. He's an arms dealer. He's never had a gun in his life. And it's very clear why this is happening. Jim Comer was on with Rob Schmidt last night identifying why he believes Gal Luft is now a wanted man. I just think it's odd considering Hunter Biden worked for the same company and was paid about 25 times more than Luft. But Luft knows exactly what CEFC was. He knew exactly what role the Bidens played in it, including Joe Biden. And the reason Gal Luft is important to our investigation, Rob, is he's one of the few people in the United States who actually was also on the payroll with the Biden. So huh. the Bidens have never answered the question, what did you do to receive the millions of dollars that your family got from China? Gal Luft may have the answer to that. So he's a very important witness to us. And I just find it yeah. shocking that the day he turns up, the day he records that video to Miranda Devine at the New York Post, the Department of Justice unseals this indictment yeah. and they indicted him for the same thing that I thought Hunter Biden should have been indicted for years ago. <laughs> Hockham's razor, baby. You know, the uh, the most obvious solution is the, the, the simplest one, the one that points you right there, cocaine in the White House. Who's the first suspect? Should be the first su- suspect. Oh, no, maybe the first son who has access to these areas who uh, Joe Biden is allowed to move into the White House after his uh, struggle with cocaine. He got kicked out of the military for using cocaine. He, he left a, uh, several laptops at, a, at, a, at a, uh, a repair shop because they were soaked with liquid. Dear God in heaven, who knows what the hell those liquids were. And, uh, and he forgot him about it because he was so coked out of his mind. And he lied on a federal gun form saying he wasn't on drugs. He wasn't doing illegal drugs. And he got a gun. And then he even he showed up on literally he showed up on the uh, videos on the laptop with the gun with the gun 
So we can't say the obvious that, yeah, I think probably Hunter Biden, because he's so nonchalant about cocaine use, probably brought the cocaine in. But what we're getting from the Secret Service and the people who, honestly, the people who are supposed to be the crime fighters in our country can't figure out who brought a bag of cocaine into a little visited area of the White House on a holiday weekend. And really, it is, it is beyond uh, the pale. It is just beyond the pale. Also, coming up, Troy Nels uh, talks to Chris Ray about how some insurrectionists were treated and let off, and some, like Brendan Straka, the founder of the Walk Away Movement, have had their lives destroyed. Audio from Brandon Straka about what he's been going through. Coming up, this is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know these uh, U.S. silver walking liberty dollars? I ordered a bunch of these uh, because, you know... I, I want to diversify the portfolio. I want to have some uh, money on hand, some uh, precious metals on hand, Swiss America, and and I'm I'm going to I'm going to put them just on a pile on the bed and just run my fingers through them because I've never had like silver coins. You know, it's kind of it's kind of cool. I, of course, it's a serious investment, but it is. Uh, they are beautiful. They are beautiful. And if you call the uh, the number eight hundred two eight nine twenty six forty six, they're only uh, twelve dollars, thirteen dollars and fifty cents a piece, two hundred fifty per order. All right, so um, I want to mention also next hour um, that uh, we are going to replay the interview with uh, with Donald Trump. This morning, I got on uh, the phone with Donald Trump. His handler said, yeah, you got 15 minutes, you know, try to, uh, and I said, okay, that's cool. So we got to 15 minutes, and during the interview, you hear me say, last question, and he goes, I, I don't care what they say. You got me as long as you want me, and so we doubled that. And so and then at the last hour of the show today, the first three segments of the show will all be Donald Trump because he doesn't talk very often to people on the radio for a half an hour. I mean, maybe Hannity, may I don't know, maybe maybe Beck, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so we're going to be uh, sharing that with you uh, next hour. But uh, Jim Gossett, Jim Gossett has done something for us. I don't know if you heard this, but uh, Joe Biden likes to scream uh, all sorts of curse words at his staff. And, and he's, you know, he's like a grumpy old man. He's, you know, he's a grumpy old man. And he's just kind of a mean person anyway. But apparently he, he yells a lot. Uh, Joy Behar from The View gets turned on by it. I'm not kidding. I got audio. Joy Behar gets aroused by an old man just suddenly bursting out profanity, whatever that means. But uh, Jim Gossett did this for us. It's a, it's a little country classic for you about Grumpy Joe behind closed doors. Joe Biden is a fraud, but he's a total fraud. A total fraud. He loses it a lot. Hillary used to do that. She'd throw ashtrays at Bill Clinton and condoms and I don't know. He's nice to the ladies, 
your babies but when there's no one around joe is a real sob <laughs> what because when joe gets behind closed doors and he cusses his step out and they Behind Joe's door. There you go. That is uh, Jim Gossett, by the way. And uh, and I, I just discovered this morning that uh, Donald Trump loves the radio show. And uh, and so I assume uh, he also loves the comedy of Mr. Jim Gossett, who is uh, awesome. Uh, here is Joy Behar talking about Joe's uh, outburst as an 80-year-old man. It's arousing for her. I don't, I don't know. I think I don't... it was just someone being angry make you turned on. Yeah, I just turned on by Biden's anger. I am, too. I like it. You like it? I do. Well, you have such... God, I'm glad I didn't eat this morning. Before. I like that. I mean, he's such a mild-mannered, sweet guy. He's, but you know he's... Except if you're an intern on an elevator in 1993. It's not. We've heard... Listen, he has dropped more F-bombs than Uncle, I have. Uncle Joe has over the good. years. Uncle you Joe know, has done years, that. I mean, over the years, we... Is that a laugh track? Turn him off. Mike say stuff. I mean, he is a, he's a regular guy. I don't know what she... Oh, dear God. He's talking about... Well, like, doesn't, she doesn't like this. She doesn't I like that. I don't think that's that it's like anger management, and he needs anger management. He uh, just blows off steam. It's white male privilege, it's called. You know, <laughs> imagine if it's a woman or a black guy doing that. Well, not a well, woman. A woman last night putting my kids to bed. I was screaming so much. I, I, oh dear God! Turned I can't take it. I, said, my I just can't take it. I'm going to start menstruating here. Which I'm told men can do now. Unbelievable. I mean, God, who watches the show? Who watches the show? Who watches the show? I mean, other than people start drinking at noon. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's Joy Behar turned on by. Uh, honestly, I have no. Between uh, Mika Brzezinski defending and blaming his staff for his age <laughs> and his cognitive decline to, um, you know, this today, it's, uh, it's quite something. Troy Nels yesterday, uh, Representative, uh, questioned Chris Ray about some of the stuff that happened on uh, January the 6th, particularly one individual who, uh, who did a lot in the crowd but, uh, but wasn't held. And I'm only saying this uh, because of the contradiction. Now listen to this, and then I want you to hear another person who did less, named Brandon Straka, who, by the way, started the walk-away movement, which was taken down by Facebook. They took it five, half a million stories for political reasons. So he's already on the radar, but here is Troy Nails. And there have been people arrested for breaching Capitol grounds. Cooey Griffin is an example. Yeah. Rachel Genko is an example. Yeah. And then we go to Mr. Brandon Straka. Brandon was arrested for disorderly and disruptive conduct, which included yelling, I quote, go, 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 as wow. rioters tried to empty the Capitol. These three never went into the Capitol. They never assaulted anyone. There is Brandon Straka never went into the Capitol and never assaulted anyone. Very little difference between the actions of Ray Epps and Brandon Stricka that day, but yet Stricka was arrested and Epps wasn't. Epps also testified to the January 6th committee. He was back at his hotel when video evidence showed that he wasn't. He lied. He was on the Capitol grounds just as Brandon Stricka was, 
Epps even texted his nephew at 2.12 p.m. and said, I quote, I was in the front with a few others. It was on the video. I also orchestrated it. Yeah. And here's Brandon Straka the other day talking to Congress about what they did to his life for not assaulting anyone, not going inside the Capitol on that day. We, the defendants of January 6th, need to be able to have some sort of a voice. I mean, even I am probably one of the most high-profile people who was arrested in conjunction with January 6th. I mean, I could not keep up with the amount of of banning and cancellation and I mean payment processors, email services, donor portals. The government put me on a terrorism watch list along with every other J6er. We all have a designation of what's called Quad S. So when we go to the airport now, we have to go through hours of special screening. It's literally TSA told me this is the highest level terrorism list you can be on and still be allowed to fly. They follow you around the airport uh, with teams of agents. Sometimes they have dogs. They station themselves all around you at the gate. They bring special equipment and uh, swab every item in your bag for explosive materials, your hands, your feet, stick their hand down your pants doing pat-downs. They do all of this in front of the other passengers multiple times when you're flying. People with misdemeanor charges, misdemeanor disorderly conduct charges. Really sickening, right? I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is the former Soviet Union. This is the Stasi. This is uh, brown shirts. It is. This is what this is. This is what our law enforcement is, harassing people like that in airports, just to dog them, to destroy their lives. Honestly, can you believe this is our country? Can you believe this is the United States? This is the country we invested so much hero worship in our law enforcement community at the FBI and the DOJ. We worship them. And they did this to half the country. And they bedded down with the deep state. It is remarkable. And I just thank God that uh, <laughs> that somebody is uh, speaking out, that some whistleblowers are speaking out. Let's move on to something else, shall we? Let's talk about uh, gender confusion. Gender confusion. What is my gender today? Hey, hey. Gender confusion. Hey, hey. Yep. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. Oh, my God. So, uh, <laughs> Maybelline Cosmetics just committed suicide. Remember this. Okay, just remember this day. Because Maybelline's done. All right? Maybelline is facing furious backlash after using men, including one with a full beard, to promote its new lipstick line months after partnering with Dylan Mulvaney. And the suicide begins. Cosmetics giant Maybelline has been slammed for using men's some full beards to promote their new product lines. The brand had makeup artist Ryan Vita, a Maybelline partner, stop it, promote a new lipstick. To, uh, in two promotional videos shared on Instagram and another post, makeup artist Zach Taylor, Zach is fabulous, was also used to promote a new summer product the brand has launched. Men putting on bright lipstick uh, as, a, as an advertisement for Maybelline Cosmetics. You know? Remember that? What was the slogan? It was maybe it's Maybelline. Remember that? Maybe it's like, maybe it's a penis. Or, you know, you can throw that in there. Change it up a little bit. Maybe he's got a penis. You know, you never know. Maybelline. 
Uh, Maybelline, why can't you be true to women? Why can't you be true? CNN is uh, slammed for misgendering Dylan Mulvaney in the Culture Wars piece on the day transgender activists revealed he fled to Peru because he no longer feels safe in the U.S. You know why? Because he's a little drama queen. He's making all this nonsense up. That's what they do. That's what people like Jesse Smollett do. They aren't getting enough tension, so they go ahead and they fake a crime so they get noticed. You think I'm joking? That is a, a modus operandi by needy, uh, desperate people that has been used forever and ever and ever. Be a crime victim, make up a crime, and now Dylan Mulvaney says he had to flee to Peru. Sure, buddy. Sure, sure. Uh, here is what uh, CNN is apologizing for. And, you know, and I, and I posted this yesterday on, on Twitter. And I said that CNN is being slammed for misgendering a person who misgendered himself. Because, you know, you're a dude your whole life, and then one day you say, oh, it's my first day as a girl, and then it's day two as a girl, and then by day three, Maybelline's already talking to you, wanting you to show for their products, even though you've been a girl for three days. So, literally, they're misgendering a person who's misgendered themselves. That's how stupid this is. But here's CNN, gasp, shriek. I think they might have even did dead-named Dylan, uh, Dylan uh, because uh, maybe, does he have a new name? Or she, it, whatever. Did he change the name? Is it Dylan still, or is it Caitlin? I had no clue, but here's, here's CNN. It was telling us, basically, they're, re they're not going to serve it because they don't like the way Dylan Mulvaney was treated. Okay, you're dead naming. That is so dead naming. Like, 400 days ago, his name was Dylan. But that name is dead. You should know better. After this whole controversy started, he courses... Uh -uh. Up, he said he, he said he, come on, send out the jackbooted thugs, go arrest that man. The transgender uh, person they were going to uh, uh, sponsor and go along with with Bud Light, they didn't like how Bud Light didn't stand by him after all this. Dylan Mulvaney said him twice there. Who was featured in Bud Light's recent campaign, she was mistakenly referred to by the wrong pronoun. And CNN aims to honor individuals' ways oh of identifying themselves, oh. and we apologize for that era. Oh, yeah, because, you know, 400 days ago, you would have been fine. But now, if you call this person in, uh, another pronoun, then all hell's... You know how stupid this is? I mean, honest, this is just so... This is catching the stupid. CNN has the stupid. They've had the, they've had the stupid. And I'm afraid I might have transmitted the stupid just by playing that. But you, you already have been inoculated. You've been inoculated from the stupid. I don't know if you knew this, but by listening to this show, you, uh, you have been inoculated from the stupid. Because on this show, you're going to get common sense, life experience, and research and truth. And, then, and so that's the inoculation. So when something comes along like this, you can uh, raise an eyebrow and go, Really? That's really stupid. See? It, and, it, and it fights it. It's, it's better than the COVID vaccine. I don't even charge you for it. And it really works, unlike the COVID vaccine. It's crazy. Crazy. Coming up. <sighs> Government officials pushed the COVID shot for kids by blowing up the instances of child illness dramatically to create a crisis that was never there. This may have happened to your kid. It certainly happened in the uh, state of New York. And I've got details on the other side of this break. This is the Rob Carson Show. 
Joe Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you did not hear my exclusive interview with Donald Trump, we're going to do it again next hour. All right. So the first three segments of the show will be Donald Trump because Donald Trump this morning, uh, I got on the phone with him and I, I, I got to tell you, it was, um, I, I'm still out of breath because of it, because it was just overwhelming to a, uh, have him on the show. I had the opportunity to meet him and, uh, and get him on the phone. And I, and I about, but they, they told me, Rob, only 15 minutes. You got to move on. He's got a million people. So I get to about halfway through the interview and I say, well, that's the last question. He goes, Rob, this is not the last question. Tell my handlers that we'll go along. So he went over a half an hour and I think you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy the things that he says because he, he, some of the things you may have heard, but there's a lot of stuff that you're going to be like, oh, 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 like Hunter Biden cocaine, <laughs> like whether or not he felt the FBI worked with social media to blow up his platforms on those places. Like uh, the reason why Twitter booted him, it should be fairly obvious, but it looks like he and I, you know, he will answer the question whether he thinks the FBI actually did it. So there is, uh, there is that. By the way, Chris Christie, he's got enough money now. He can be in the debate. More than a month ago until the first Republican presidential debate in Milwaukee. We're talking tonight with one of the contenders. For I think I'm going to call him uh, Extra Christie. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. So to qualify for this first RNC debate, you have to have support of at least 1% in multiple national polls, a minimum of 40,000 unique donors, at least 200 unique donors per state in 20 states. Are you there yet? Yeah, I'm glad to be able to tell people. Well, thank God the requirement to weigh under 400 pounds isn't in there. Tonight, Anderson, that last night we went past 40,000 unique donors in just 35 days. Um, and to give you some perspective, because I ran eight years ago, in 35 days, eight years ago, we had 5,000 donors. Mm -hmm. I have over 40,000 donors. Yeah, you're not, gonna, you're not going anywhere. I'm just going to tell you. And the only reason he's in the race is uh, Jenna Ellis, I, I wrote yesterday on Twitter, and she responded, and she said, he's, she, he's only there to be a troll on Trump. And I said, yeah, and he's also there for relevance, money, uh, notoriety, maybe looking at another contract with CNN or MSNBC. Yeah. So Mary Bassett said rare incidents of pediatric hospitalizations were brought to the fore to, quote, motivate pediatricians and families to seek the protection of vaccination for young children who face virtually no risk from COVID. New York State's acting health commissioner affirmed late last month that she played up the extreme rare pediatric COVID hospitalizations to promote injecting all children five years and above with the experimental COVID jab. Ignored thousands of reports of serious adverse effects and deaths connected to the experimental shots. Uh, and apparently, according to a press conference, State Health Commissioner Mary Bassett said a handful of rare pediatric hospitalizations were given center stage in a recent health alert to motivate pediatricians and families to seek the protection of vaccination. Bass's statements came after she warned of striking uptick in pediatric COVID-19 hospitalizations in December 2024, put up by the New York State Health Department, which wasn't true. The risks of COVID for children are real, Bassett wrote. We are alerting New Yorkers to this recent striking increase in pediatric COVID admissions so that pediatricians, parents, and guardians can take urgent action to protect our youngest New Yorkers. We must use uh, all available safe and effective infection control prevention and mitigation strategies. Protect your children who are five years and older by getting vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. 
She now says there were small numbers that were reported to the health alert as far as hospitalizations. hospitalizations. That press release, that movement, that edict uh, was based on 50 hospitalizations out of uh, roughly a population of 4 million children under the age of 18 in New York. So they played it up so you'd get a vaccine. And so those 18 million kids would get a vaccine. How much a pop on those? How, many, how much do you suppose each one of those vaccines made for Pfizer and Moderna and J&J? How much you do? Oh, my God, billions. Oh, my God, billions. It's amazing. The American Pediatric Association estimates that between 0.00 and 0.02 of child COVID cases resulted in death. You didn't get played, but they forced your kid to get a vaccine anyway. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. On the World Wide Web, this is The Rob Carson Show. This is the Rob Carson Show, and I know that there are probably many new listeners to the show. We're going to get to the Trump interview in a second, so I know that there are many new listeners to the show today. And I want to welcome you guys. Um, for those of you who don't know the show, my name is Rob Carson. I, uh, I uh, just started this show about a year and a half ago. Uh, we're on in 29 cities around the country. I uh, have a TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World. My career started out writing comedy for Rush, Rush Limbaugh, talent on loan from God. And, uh, and I wrote some of the biggest comedy on his show and voiced it, and, and now I'm in his time slot. It's a, it's a gift. It is a truly a gift. So uh, anyway, uh, welcome welcome to the show. Please come inside. Come on in. One of the hallmarks of the show is humor, the same comedy like I did for Rush Limbaugh, but mine, but it's really an original. And I got a guy named Jim Gossett who just smokes it. So uh, anyway, come in, come in, come in. Let's get right to the, uh, the Donald Trump interview. And we're going to do this in three parts because he, he wanted to hang on with us for more than a half an hour. And so without further ado, the president of the United States, Donald Trump. Rob, I have President Trump on the line. Very good. Mr. President, Mr. President, it is an honor and a privilege to have you on my show. Thank you so much for finding me. Well, I love the- your show, and I love your humor. I think you're great. And your politics, too, by the way, but your humor is so great. So That is the greatest compliment I could ever imagine. Uh, yesterday, oh, really good. 
Thank you, sir. In the uh, oversight committee yesterday, Christopher Ray was being grilled by Republicans. And uh, I, if I may, um, Matt Gates quoted a quote from Hunter Biden to a Chinese official. He said, I'm sitting here with my father. I'd like to understand why the commitment has not been fulfilled. I will make certain that uh, between the man sitting next to me and every person who knows my ability to hold a grudge, uh, that you will not re- uh, regret not following my direction. Um, what would happen in the mainstream media if that text was from your son Eric to you while you were the president? Well, they would have been arrested immediately. Uh, They would have made a deal out of it, the likes of which uh, it should be made a deal out of, by the way, because it's extortion. I mean, they wouldn't do that. But, uh, I mean, honestly, what would have happened to almost anybody else uh, other than a radical left Democrat or a Biden it, uh, this is years and years of putting people in place. That's all it is. But that was extortion and at a high level. And that's mafia talk. Yeah. And uh, just incredible. Well, you had that with the prosecutor, a billion dollars for the prosecutor. You have it in many ways. If that would have been said by me or somebody else, uh, it would have been a lot of problems. These people are sick and they're corrupt. And it's a shame. It's a shame. It's also the first time in American history cocaine was found in the White House. And for the first time in history, yeah. we have a first son who's a known coke addict. Uh, I guess the Secret Service is going to have a hearing about it today. Again, you've got a double standard. What do you think about finding cocaine in the White House? Well, first of all, I have a lot of respect for Secret Service, and I believe they know who it is. And uh, I think without question, I know that part of the White House very well. And uh, the only one that gets really good access is, you know, like family members and people, uh, cabinet members, where they don't go crazy on checking. So it has to be somebody like that. But, you know, I would say perhaps, of course, you know, who knows? But I think perhaps it was a hunter deal and they left it for him and he forgot to pick it up, just like he forgot to pick up the computer. (laughs) Yes. Could have picked up his computer. They called him many times, pick up your computer, pick it up, and now they're all suing each other, right? Yeah, exactly. The fact is that computer, the the laptop from hell, Yeah. uh, please pick it up, and he didn't do it. Well, he didn't pick up the cocaine either, so it could have been that. I think that... uh, I think that they know exactly who it was, but it sounds like it was left there for somebody to pick up. And I would think it was Hunter. And I think, didn't they travel off to the, they said they weren't there that day, but they were. And I think they then left right around that time. They left for the, uh, for Camp David. So I would say that this could be a rerun of the laptop from hell because he didn't pick that up, wouldn't pick it up. And I think maybe he didn't pick up the cocaine too and feed a little bit of his father to give him energy. Now, of course, that's just <laughs> supposition. Yes, Who course. would ever think a thing like that could no, happen? No, never, never. But, uh, I don't think it's a very bad supposition, I have to tell you. Now, the hearings were about the weaponization of the federal government, also a massive government censorship machine. I was a victim of it. Conservatives were a victim of it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Did you have any idea that it was this extensive, the censorship campaign and the and the anti-Trump campaign that was going on while you were the president? And also, do you believe that the government was involved in getting you kicked off of Twitter and Facebook and others? Yes, I do. I think so. And uh you know, it goes deep. This is Clinton. This is Bush, rhinos. This is a lot of people, Obama, Biden. But these are a lot of people that have been put in place. Yeah, I do. I believe that 100%. I believe that. I don't believe it. I know it. If you take a look at what came out, much more so than yesterday, you just look at Twitter files and you look at what happened with the FBI and Twitter, where they were literally telling them what to do. And by the way, I don't know if people don't realize, but that's a big deal. Uh, it amounted to 
17 points in the election, according to uh, some of the good pollsters, McLaughlin, Fabrizio. He's talking about 17 points. So cut that in half and cut that in half. Yeah. You're talking about millions of votes. Yeah, and also you include uh, money from Mark Zuckerberg. You consider mail-in yep. ballots and all of the things that they did during the 2020 election. And most importantly, I remember the day after the election, I was shut off of Facebook altogether. I couldn't say anything about the election. And you think about all the things you could not talk about, that it was misinformation, Mr. President. Uh, that was Stalinistic in the way they did things. They declared certain things, you know, something you couldn't talk about. So it was called misinformation and disinformation. That's all they're good at. Uh, look, Rob, they rigged the election, and the one thing you couldn't talk about was the election. Time magazine cover, you know, they, they had to boast a little bit, and they went 25% of the way. They had to get a little credit for this, and they, if you read that Time magazine cover from a couple of years ago, uh, it really sort of said a lot more than it should have said. Uh, but the Republicans don't do what they have to do, and uh, the judges, frankly, were afraid. Bill Barr was a coward. He was uh, afraid to do what he had to do. And the current people aren't doing it. They're protecting, they're protecting their own, and they know exactly what went on. This was a rigged election, yeah. uh, the likes of which you didn't have in third-world countries. It was 100% rigged. And all the proof is there. Go up in Wisconsin. Take a look at Wisconsin, what they found. Take a look at other places, what they found. And anybody that wants to talk about it, they leave them alone. You know why? They don't want to talk about it. People went before January 6th when they said the election was rigged. They said, get out of here. We don't want to talk. They don't want to talk about anytime you want to talk yeah. about a rigged election, they send you back home. They want the guys, the stupid ones, the weak ones that say, oh, well, I made such a mistake in saying it was rigged. Well, proof builds up all the time. When you look at truth to vote, when you look at all of the things that have come out, if you don't even look at all of the scamming, all of the ballot stuffing and all of the horrible things that took place, if you only, Rob, look to the modern day over the last few months and all that came out with the FBI and the DOJ controlling Twitter and Facebook and, and, and literally having absolute control, we're not talking about a little bit, we're talking about a lot, only say bad about Trump, only say good about Biden, and it amounted to millions of votes. But, and you don't even have to go back into all of the other things. But all of the other things are there in addition. No, this was a third world election. And we ought to go back to paper ballots. And we ought to go back to voter ID and same day elections. And you'll end up having honest elections again. I agree. Do you, uh, and I saw you hint this uh, earlier this week, do you think that Joe Biden will make it through the primaries, uh, let alone another term in office at this point? Personally, I'd like to see him. I don't see it. I mean, I watch this guy. And, you know, I was much more respectful to him and to the office until they indicted me. They indicted their primary opponent, who's leading by 50 points. And uh, they indicted. Nobody believes it. Over nonsense, over absolute nonsense, that Presidential Records Act, it's not even a criminal thing. And they don't use that, though. You know, they don't refer to that. They refer to something that doesn't pertain. But, you know, it's... Uh, when they do that, then the gloves are off. Look, we have a corrupt president. He's corrupt. Yeah. He's a stone-cold thief. He's an extortionist. And his son is, is, you know, is the one that's doing it. When you hear that statement that you just read to me, and I've heard, I've heard just as bad as that and worse, you know, you could read them all day long. 
Uh, it, it, that's a crime family, and there's nothing being done about it. Um, Ron DeSantis uh, appears to not be gaining a lot of traction, and um, uh, I'm I'm wondering what the reason of that is. I think that uh, part of it is that this year, sir, and this is what I've been saying, that you aren't a candidate this year. You're a movement. The MAGA movement is a movement, and the other candidates are candidates. Uh, and I don't believe that anything that Ron DeSantis or anyone can do are going to keep them from voting for you. You've used the word retribution. I am your retribution. I understand what that is because I see the abuses that we've been through by this government, particularly the last three years. So what do you have to say about uh, the other candidates? And also, what is your, your idea of retribution that you think Americans want? Well, Ron suffers from a very, very serious and probably incurable disease. Okay. He's got no personality. <laughs> and when you have no personality as a politician, historically, it's not a good thing. Historically. Yeah. Now, there have been some they got through. Yeah. But uh, this guy, you know, he came to me begging for my support, tears in the eyes. He was at three. He was dead to Adam Putnam. He was the Secretary of Agriculture in Florida. And uh, he was absolutely dead. He was like 30 or 40 points behind. And because he fought a little bit, you know, not the best. Jim Jordan was a lot better. A lot of them were a lot better. But he was a guy that fought on impeachment hoax number one and impeachment hoax number two and some of the other hoaxes. You know, he'd be on television a little bit. So I figured, what the hell? I didn't know Adam Putnam. So I endorsed him. And he went from losing, uh, you know, resoundingly. It was yeah. over. He was looking for jobs. He was out because he was out of Congress. He was running for governor. He, he was a bad candidate. I didn't think about it then, you know, because it wasn't uh, I had other things in my mind like uh, China, Russia and survival. OK, yes, I had those in probably those orders. But uh, if you look and the economy, which we had the greatest economy in history. Yeah. So anyway, so I endorsed him and he became like a rocket ship and he won easily the nomination. And then after he won the nomination, we had to get through uh, the big star of the party. You know who I'm talking about? Turned out to be a crackhead, <laughs> but the big star of the party. And uh, he got through. You know, good-looking guy. He was going to be the next president and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. we've heard of him. Like in Gulf, they say, who's going to be the next Jack Nicholas? You know, they say he's going to be the next president. <laughs> yes. And so, so what happens is uh, I got him through that one, too. So he didn't think he could win. He didn't think he could beat the Democrat, actually. Yeah. And he certainly didn't think he could get the nomination. I actually told him, you're so far behind. I don't know. I think we could bring Abraham Lincoln and George Washington back to endorse you. But I endorsed him. He said, no, if you endorse me, I'll win, sir. If you endorse me. So I said, you know what, Ron, let's give it a shot. And I endorsed him, and he went up like, you know, he won in a landslide. Yeah, yeah. You know? And Putnam was leading by like 35 points, and he had $30 million in cash. Ron was way down in the basement. He was last, and he had no money. So I got him in, and that's okay. Three years later, they're screaming at him, will you run? Will you run against the president? And he says, I have no comment. I have Now, you're a very smart guy. I do love your stuff. I think you're fantastic, by Thank the way you. you are. Thank you. It's humor in politics. And in politics, you need a little humor. You wouldn't, Mr. President, you, God knows we need it more than ever. Well, you need it. You, need it. you have to look at things a little bit differently. Yes, sir. But, you know, uh, when he said... Uh, I have no comment. I said to my people, that guy's going to run. I got him into office. You know, some people I help. 
Yeah. I'm almost at 99% on endorsements for the Republicans. If I endorse somebody, they win. Almost 98.6. That's If yeah. you don't have COVID, yeah. you're at 98.6. Okay, if you have COVID, you got a different kind of a problem, right? Yeah. But 98.6, so almost 99%. And I endorse him, he gets in, and I say, I can't believe it, you know, because I'm, I'm, maybe I'm old-fashioned, but yeah. I believe loyalty is an important exactly. thing. Exactly. Now, were you prepared? That came tears in his eyes, begging for an endorsement. I give it to him. He gets the governorship. He did just fine. He, by the way, he locked down Florida and everything. You know, like, yeah. said, like yeah, he didn't lock it down. He locked down the beaches. He locked down the highways. He locked. He was a big lockdown guy. Yeah. But he he opened it up earlier than most, and certainly earlier than all the Democrats who were really a disaster. I mean, they were just just absolutely a disaster. But anyway, so he decides to run, and I've been hitting him very hard, and obviously, I guess, effectively because yeah, I guess. he is down. I think he. I think he's in trouble in twenty eight now. He could have. He could have had twenty eight very easily, and now I think he's in a lot of. All right. So we've got uh, part number two of the Donald Trump interview coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a second. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got eighty one million votes. Yeah. Right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. As we continue with our interview with President Donald Trump, let me ask you this. Um, you just celebrated a birthday, a belated birthday to you. Um, I'm, uh, I'm younger than you, but when I'm your age, sir, I see nothing but a, a lawn chair on a beach and relaxing. You keep fighting. Why do you do this? Why do you not just uh, go back to business, uh, live the rest of your life, enjoying what you've earned? Why are you still doing this? I have a feeling, but I'd love to hear from you. So we built the greatest economy in the world. We had uh, truly make America great again, MAGA. It's, you know, I don't think we could have done a better phrase. Yeah. And we have a few of them. America first is ours. Make America great again. You know, we have great stuff. But we did a great job. We had the greatest economy in the world. We had a border that was the best numbers we've ever had in the history of our border, recorded history. The border was closed. We were taking in. You know, we're taking in 10 times more drugs today than we were three years ago. Ten times. Yeah. Yeah. And Hundreds of thousands of people are dying. And we were, if, if they got him in, they had a fight. They had a fight to get him in. It's like Evander Holyfield. They, he may be smaller, but I'll tell you, you had, if you were a champion, you had to go through Evander. You, you were punished, yes, right? Yes, To get this stuff through <laughs> our area. You know, we built, you know, Christie, this guy Christie is a loser. Yeah. Christie said 47 miles of wall. Well, it was almost 500 miles of wall, and that's reported by the, by the groups that do it. But he says 47. You know, they say whatever comes to their mind. I built hundreds of miles of wall, fixed a lot of the existing wall. That's not even counting that. And we had the best border. We rebuilt our military. Yeah. Uh, we knocked out ISIS, as you know, and the yeah. two leading people in the history, in history in terms of terrorism, wiped them out. We did a hell of a job in every way, even right to try where you could get your drugs without getting, you know, that where yeah. they're going to be approved over a five-year period, but if they show promise if you're terminally ill. You, you don't have to go to Europe or go home and die. And many, many lives have been saved. But everything we did, and we had a country that was never as hot as it was. We were breaking every employment record. If you were African-American, if you were Asian, yes. if you were, it didn't matter. Hispanic did so well, so well. And we, we were just knocking it out of the park. We were leapfrogging China. You know, China was supposed to yeah. overtake us in 2018. That's for 20 years. 2018 is the year 
We were leapfrogging them. They weren't even close. They yeah. were never going to take us. I always said if we have a smart president, they'll never overtake us, even yeah. though they have yeah. a lot more people. So we were doing great. And then we had a rigged election and a terrible thing happened to our country. Now we have the worst border in history. We have a horrible economy. We have inflation. I had no inflation. We have inflation. We have everything. We yeah. have everything. High energy prices. We were energy independent. We were going to make so much money with our liquid gold under our feet drop. So yeah. much that we were going to start paying off debt and lowering taxes even further. I gave the largest tax cuts in history. Yeah. I gave the largest regulation cuts in history just by far. Not even close with Ronald Reagan. I mean, bigger. Much bigger. Much more effective even. So we had it going. And then they stole. They rigged so horrible. They used COVID to rig the election. Yeah, it's yeah. very simple. And I, they did it. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's where we are. So we can do it again. I can do it again. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I would long for that. But I really enjoy this. We have to make America great again. And we're going to do it. So um, the debate, are you are you leaning toward the debate? Because everybody who's calling me says, tell him no, do a rally, run it on Newsmax, you'll get huge ratings. There's nothing, there's no advantage to debating the guys who are 40 and 50 and 60 points behind you. Well, you know, when you go like Ada, I call him Ada Hutchinson nowadays. I call him Ada because he's weak. <laughs> yes. But uh, you take a guy like Hutchinson, you take a guy like Christie who's not polling at all, he, he can't get elected dog catcher. He left, you know, he left uh, New Jersey with a 9%, it's actually 9%, 9% approval rating. And then he wants to run for president. He's, he's no good. And you have, you know, many of them like that, and, and where they're polling at zero. They had actually one guy zero, and the arrow was pointing left. That means left <laughs> zero. I'm trying to figure out what that means. Yes, exactly. You know, they, so more of the interview with Donald Trump, the uh, the big segment, the third segment, coming up on the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. setting president joe biden setting record low approval ratings what the democrats have put our nation through it is a sad day it's the rob carson show it is the rob carson show make sure to uh, check out newsmax later today you'll uh, be hearing about this and also uh, capitol hill the cocaine investigation and whatnot make sure to tune in newsmax download the newsmax app for your phone we continue our uh, our segment the final segment of our interview with president donald trump what are you going to do to ensure that the elections are free and fair in 2024? What's the Trump team doing? I, I've heard hints of this. It needs to be done. And then I'll have one more question after yeah. that because I know you got to go. Yeah. The biggest thing we can do is swamp them. Uh, just swamp them. And then we have good lawyers. You know, last time I campaigned, I, I assumed everything was being handled professionally by people. And, you know, they got out snookered by the Democrats. That's the only thing they could do. You used the words before. Disinformation and misinformation, they're pretty close. That's what they're good at, and, and stealing votes. Because you can't vote. Well, you can't possibly rub. Open borders, no voter ID, high interest rates, high taxes. They want to quadruple your taxes. You know, all these things, bad military, woke military. Yeah. A loss in Afghanistan, most embarrassing moment in the history of our country, where we fled Afghanistan. You know, 18 months, I didn't have one soldier killed in Afghanistan. I spoke to the head person, Abdul. I said, Abdul, 
Don't do it. Don't do it, Abdul. If you do it, Abdul. He said, but why do you send me a picture of my house? So, look, uh, we didn't have one soldier killed. Think of this. Not one soldier killed, Rob, in 18 months. And then we fled like a bunch of cowards. The people that we have. And, you know, I want to tell you and your listeners, very importantly, and my people can stop pushing you to get, because you are a terrific guy. So we can stop pushing you to end because the, you know, they say, oh, we allow a certain, you get more time than others. Oh, thank you. So fantastic. Thank you. But I have to tell you, we have a great military and we have great, I took out ISIS with a group of people that were genius uh, generals. The problem is we don't have our generals on television. We have our generals doing what they're supposed to be doing, not the television generals that yes. do so badly, the woke generals. Yes. But we have great people. Now, yesterday, as you know, Biden uh, broke, you talk about classified information. He told the enemy we don't have any ammunition. I know. Okay. <clears throat> what kind of a guy would do this? And one thing I just heard, and it's very interesting, so we sell millions and millions of hats, make America great again, Trump, all this stuff, right? Yes. Somebody said, if he got 80 million votes, which he didn't, if he got 80 million votes, how come I've never seen a Biden hat? Have you ever seen a Biden <laughs> no. hat? No, I never have. I've never seen. You know, now think of it. It was the coolest thing. I said, as soon as you ever have somebody tell you something, I say, man, that thing is cool. It just hit you, right? I've never seen a Biden hat. No. You know, he got 80 million votes. I've never seen his circles fill when he makes a speech. He ate circles. He has to get press to put them in there because there's no people. But he got 80 million votes. Yeah. Now, it was a rigged election, and it's a horrible thing that happened to our country. Um, yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons why I say when people ask me, do you think that uh, COVID was uh, was played up to affect the election? I say, yeah, because I'm not stupid. The same goes with the 2020 election. When somebody says, do you think that the 2020 election was, you know, I said, yeah, because it's I'm not stupid. It's fairly obvious. The The other day you were in my, uh, near my hometown, you were in Council Bluffs, Iowa. I'm from a small town in Southwest yeah. Iowa called Neola. And, uh, and I think a lot of Americans know that D.C. doesn't care about them. What do you have to say to Americans who feel like Washington, D.C. only exists to enrich itself and its cronies, leaving the rest of us behind? What can you offer us, sir? Well, it's flyover country. And if you look at my uh, work that I've done for the farmers and for Iowa, that's why I say I'll never lose Iowa, because I got the farmers $28 billion from China. Nobody else, I didn't want to say with such bravado they'll say oh he's arrogant no but i got the farmers 28 billion dollars and i spoke to and they're opening checks that are very big checks because what china did to our farmers is a disgrace under past administrations and it was 28 billion figured out by our secretary of agriculture you know sonny purdue who's a wonderful guy yes i said how much is it tell me what the number is please tell me what the number is and it was Twenty-eight billion. I got China to give our farmers twenty-eight billion dollars. Wow! And I said, you know what's going to happen? They're not voting against me. So, I feel very confident in Iowa. I feel very confident in Nebraska and all of these places that they really appreciate the work that I've done. Yes. But think of it: who would even ask China for money for our farmers? Then I made a trade deal. Well, USMCA is phenomenal, replacing NAFTA, which was just the worst trade deal ever made. Yeah. And USMCA is so good that Mexico and Canada want to renegotiate it, and they're in negotiations now to destroy it for our farmers and for the American people. I made such a good deal. And you always know it's a good deal when they want to renegotiate it, but that never happens to us because we always make bad deals. I made so many good deals, but I made a lot of them for the farmers, including the big deal with China, 
But I don't even talk about that because what they did with COVID was so bad, mm-hmm. it uh, overrides any trade deal that I made. Now, I made a great trade deal, $50 billion worth of product. So, so you know, did you have a chance to see the new Jim Caviezel movie? I, I saw it, and I know our open our border is open. We've got children being streamed across the uh, border and sex trafficking and whatnot. Mika Brzezinski uh, said that it's not happening. I believe it is. Uh, what do you have to say about the, the movie and the, and the problem of child sex trafficking in our country, and what are you going to do to stop it? Well, he came to the White House when I was there, and I was very... Tim Ballard, yes. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, the fantastic guy. They could actually give me a showing of the movie very soon. They're coming. But I hear fantastic things about it. No, it's a big hit. And I hear fantastic things about it. And, and it's it's true. Look, it's so vicious. It's a vicious world. Yeah. The way they treat people, the way they... Remember when I announced, uh, when I first announced coming down the escalator, I announced... Yeah. And there's rape. And they said, he said rape. Oh, yes. Well, now you look at rape. I mean, that was mild compared to what actually happens. Because yes. these, the women coming up in these caravans, it's like, it's it's carnage what's yeah. happening. Yeah. So I was actually very mild. Remember they hit me because they used the word rape. Yes. Uh, the level of rape is beyond anybody's comprehension. So, you know, there are a lot of things. We're going to make America great again. We can do it quickly. We're going to open up the energy. We're going to use our liquid gold. We don't need Venezuela's uh, tar that we have to. You know where they're, they're uh, tar because it's very yeah. bad stuff. Yes. They got a lot of tar. You know where that's cured and where that's, uh, you know, I call it distilled. It's so bad. <laughs> yes. It's in Houston, Texas. Wow. And it, these are wonderful environmentalists, but all of that stuff is flowing right into the air. We have the best, sweetest, most beautiful oil right under our feet. And we're not allowed to take it. But we clean the oil for Venezuela. You know, we're making the dictators and dictator very rich in Venezuela. You know that. Can you believe that we're getting our oil now from Venezuela, but we're not taking good stuff out of our own? It makes no sense at all. Finally, sir. um, We'll bring it down. We'll we'll drill. We're going to make a fortune doing it. Love it. We're going to have energy again. We'll be energy independent. You know, three years ago, we were energy independent. And we were soon going to be energy dominant. We're going to supply Europe. But uh, they gave it up at the the all-time high price. How about this? Uh, It just had hit a brand-new high, and they said, we're not going to drill. And, you know, sort of just the – everything is like April Fool's Day, right? You know, (laughs) it's like open borders. Let's not drill when the price is high, you know, everything. Uh, you know, people are crazy. Finally, you're, I, I watched your uh, presidential announcement at Mar-a-Lago, and before your walk-on music, I heard a song from Les Mis called uh, Do You Hear the People Sing? And uh, yeah. and that, to me, I, it sounded deliberate because I believe if you listen to what the, the people, the people are rejecting Bud Light and Target, the people are rejecting this woke nonsense DEI, the people are rejecting this open southern border, was that deliberate? And, and I do you hear and do you feel that we are in the midst and the beginning of a, an awakening in this country and a return to patriotism and saving the country? So I ran twice and I did really well first time and I did much better the second time. You know, I got 12 million more votes. Okay? Yes. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that we did much better. Very rare does a president get more votes the second time. Yes. Yes. People get tired. I got not only did I get more, I got more than any other president has ever gotten, both in terms of votes and in terms of increase over the previous election, right? And I will tell you, there is more spirit now. I was in South Carolina, you know that, yes. last week, two weeks ago. We had 80,000 people 
and that's a real number too. Yeah. Eighty thousand people. And you saw that town. It oh was, yeah. It was in, incredible. <laughs> yes. It was incredible what happened. And every place I go, there's more spirit now than we've ever had. And yeah, there's something going on. There's something big going it. on because I don't think the people of this country are going to take it anymore. I think what's you're happening. Right. Oh, I think you're right. I think America is fed up. And, and 74% of the American people believe the country is headed in the wrong direction. I believe that uh, we can come together to save her. Mr. Trump, I thank you very much for your time today. It's an honor to have you on. I have one other question. And I just was curious because I, I had the honor of coming to Mar-a-Lago about a year ago. And I, I heard the music played. And I heard Elvis. And I said, the only way that Elvis is being played is if, if the president asks for Elvis. Are you an Elvis fan? Because I was raised an Elvis fan like you wouldn't believe as a little boy. I am, but I like his somber songs best. Not the blue suede shoes stuff. I yeah. think that's fine. Gotcha. But he's got some great stuff, you know, like Don't and Hurt. Yes. And, uh, you know, there are some songs that are phenomenal. But, no, I love Elvis, and people love Elvis. And Elvis, uh, metaphorically, is making more money today than he ever made. <laughs> you know, All right. It's, uh, Elvis was Elvis. Elvis was great. He has left. You know, they used to have to say, uh, Elvis has left uh, the arena. The building, you yes. Know, they'd scream out, he has left, because the people were ripping the place apart. Yes. Well, uh, it's, uh, he, was, he was a great guy with an incredible talent, incredible voice, led, led a sort of a interesting life and a you know, pretty difficult life in a certain way, right? Well, well I'm, looking forward, way. I'm looking forward to getting you back in the building, sir, and that building being the White House. Thanks for joining me. Uh, God bless you. Godspeed. God bless. Be safe. And thank you. Well, keep up the great work. You really are. You have a big voice and an important voice and a voice that people like listening to, like me. I like listening. So have a good time. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, sir. By the way, 80,000 people to see a political rally featuring a speaker. That's Bon Jovi crowds in 1989. All right? That says something. And you can deny that all you want. But I have never seen 80,000 people showing up in a town of 5,000 to see somebody speak. That's why I say he's not a candidate. He's a movement. If you want to hear the entire podcast of today's show, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. We'll have it up very shortly. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Rob Carson Show. 11 days after cocaine was found in the White House, and the first son is the most prolific, famous cocaine user in America, using it for a decade, lying on a uh, a federal firearms purchase form, even though he was high on crack. Uh, You know, uh, uh, he's he's been known for his cocaine abuse, has been featured, uh, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of videos on uh, a laptop. They find cocaine for the very first time in the White House, and they aren't suspecting him. And now this morning we find out the Secret Service says, oh, yeah, we can't find it. It definitely must have been on a range. The person, honestly, uh, you know, we'd be better off hiring the the gang from Scooby-Doo. We would be better off if, and I mentioned this earlier, if, if the mystery me- machine just stopped out in front of the White House and uh, Fred and, uh, and Daphne went off into the trees because, you know, they never looked for ghosts. They just went out to mess around. They left the three losers to do all the work. So anyway, you got to Shaggy and you got Velma. She'll lose her glasses. And then there's Scoob, Scooby-Doo, you know. And I think that we would, they, would do, they would find the cocaine 
they would find the person who had the cocaine, and uh, and that would be the end of it. You know, Shaggy would be like, Scoob, I think we've got it. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. It, it's really sad that we have government agencies that would rather be considered inept than, uh, than whatever. It's ridiculous. Here's uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about a solution. Is American citizens every single day go through drug tests as part of their employment um, for their jobs. This is a common practice. Uh, uh, just speaking with the Secret Service now, my question to them was they were able to narrow down a list of approximately 500 people that had left a small bag of cocaine in a cubby. Now, these are cubbies that are um, controlled by the administration, not by the Secret Service, when they enter into the foyer off the West Executive Entrance. Uh, this, this cocaine was found there, so they were able to bring the list, narrow it down to approximately 500 people. My question to them was, have they drug tested this list of 500 potential suspects that brought an illegal substance, a drug, cocaine, into the White House? Yeah, there you go. Drug test them. You know why they didn't? Because if it leads to to a hunter, he loses his uh, his plea deal. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah he loses his plea deal because you know uh, that's the way they roll. It really is. Dual system of justice is uh, is on display. It is on display. So we got a lot of new listeners today. A lot of people tuning in because they heard, hey, Donald Trump's going to be on the Rob Carson show. Who the hell is this Rob Carson guy? Well, welcome to the show. Uh, I am a uh, a comedy writer, a uh, radio host, and a TV show host. I do a show on Newsmax. It is a political comedy show. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World. It's Donald Trump's favorite show, by the way. Uh, he, he, he's told me, so yeah, I got to brag on it. Come on, man. You know, I just got to brag on somebody like that. So anyway, uh, and uh, and I used to write a good deal of the comedy for the Rush Limbaugh program for over 20 years. So uh, we have the, f- the same comedy, but it's current, and it's still written by me, produced by a marvelous musician and singer, may Mr. Jim Gossett. And I'm going to give you an example of it real quick, because Kamala Harris said some really stupid stuff yesterday. So I'm going to play one of the Kamala Harris theme songs that we have, produced by a Jim Gossett. Welcome, new listeners. We're glad to have you here. Please tell others... Under Creepy Joe, she cackles like a wounded crow. She can't wait to see Joe go and send off to the... Sounds a lot like Bill Clinton. They say Kamala really got around. She dated every guy in town. And then one day she met Willie Brown. The rest is history. (laughs) He said Kamala. You're a fine girl, what a mistress you would be. Please don't tell my wife about you and me. Under Biden, Kamala is VP, but she's got big plans. It's clear to see in six months, president she'll be. America will say, we'll say Kamala. In the White House, what a disaster she will be. Please, God, help us. She doesn't give a damn about this country. And she's not very bright. Go 
to just uh, step in it. And, and I don't know what the deal is. Uh, I guess this is maybe what unintelligent, unintelligent people do. They talk down to the rest of us because she has a rudimentary, elementary understanding of everything, and he feels like, you know, uh, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand. Yesterday he was talking about artificial intelligence. And for some odd reason, she uh, you know, thought she uh, was talking to a bunch of second graders. But I think this is about her understanding level, to be quite honest. And I think the first part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. Shut the front door. That is my first time hearing that. Gosh darn it. But ultimately what it is, is it's about machine learning. And so the machine is taught. The more you listen to her, the more IQ points you will lose. I, I just want you to be aware. They'll come back, but you might drop a few. So uh, if you're driving, you might want to pull over. And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine yeah, that will then determine, I, blah, blah, blah. And, and we can predict then, yeah, if mm -hmm. we think about what, machine, what information is going in, what then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions um, that may be made through that. Okay, so she doesn't do uh, word salads anymore. She does uh, word traffic circles with no escape. You get in, you go around, and you're never going to escape. Let's take a break and wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show. If you want to hear the Donald Trump interview, go to the podcast. It's at Newsmax.com slash listen. Newsmax.com slash listen for all of the digital platforms. Sign up, download it, share with others. God bless you. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.